What up, what up? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hot Take Season, where these hot takes are rated E for everybody. I'm your host, Mia Me. Don't forget to hit me on my social media accounts with your hot takes or anything you want my hot take on. That's Twitter at Hot Take Season and Instagram, it's underscore Hot Take Season. Doing a little NBA talk for this episode, and I'm joined by the homie Fat Pop. Pop, what's up with you? Hello, world. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing today? I can't complain. You know, the Knicks still suck, but life must go on. Hey, Pop is um, from New York, and um, he is just an NBA fan. Um, I think you want to be a Brooklyn and a, and a Knicks fan, but I understand. Dolan got to sell the team for me to come back. I feel um, you. Until then, we'll be at the bar class. <laughs> I feel you. All right. So for today, we're trying to discuss, do you think the Lakers can repeat in this uh, NBA 2021 finals that we have coming up? What's your thoughts on that so far? Well, you know, first off, they just the Lakers just announced today that they're going to play all their home games with no fans in the crowd because of, you know, the COVID pandemic, COVID-19 pandemic. So, you know, once again, it won't be a home court advantage for them. Yeah. And LeBron is getting a year older this December. I think his birthday is like a week or two after the season starts. Mm-hmm. And this will be, I believe, season 18 for LeBron. Yeah. But with all that said, him and Anthony James, I mean, him and Anthony Davis are are – Supposedly good enough where they're favorites to repeat. Vegas has them as favorites. Nobody's even close. The next uh next on the list is like I think Golden State where they're ten to one. Nobody's even close in the odds for them to repeat. Yeah. So Yeah, so for me, okay, let me let me break it down this way. Okay, so November eighteenth we have the NBA draft. And then free agency starts on November 20th. And then the new season is starting December 22nd. Now, for me, I look at that's a pretty quick turnaround time for them to be restarting the league. Um, and so, like you said earlier, you know, you have to pay attention to the COVID effect with that. But also just the general health of everybody um, with that, with that, them not having a break, so to say. Um so what do you think health-wise is going to be that outcome? Or do you think everybody is going to pretty much be able to stay healthy for the most part or what? I think what this pandemic is going to expose is who is just playing basketball for the money and who's playing basketball for the love. Mm-hmm. And then the next part of that equation is how serious they take their craft. Yeah. Definitely. LeBron, you always seen him on his uh, social media working out. They say he spends up to a million dollars on a year on his upkeep. So this season will be like a regular season for LeBron because he normally doesn't have that many days off. He's been to 10 finals. Then here's some of those years he went to the Olympics. Then after, right after the Olympics, that grueling touring and season, next thing you know, it's training camp. So mm-hmm. this will be similar for LeBron, and it might work in his favor because he might get to win two championships in a short amount of time. Yeah. Some guys in the league – haven't played in over almost 200, I think, 65 days. Some guys haven't played since March. What have they right. been doing? How many right, runs right. have they been hitting? How have they been conditioning? I think it's going to take a while for them to get, like, the rhythm. But the guys that have just got sent home, the Denver's, the L.A.'s, the Heat, 
they're going to be in condition. They're going to be ready to go. Yeah. That's and there weren't any big injuries on the Lakers. So I think that sure. puts them in a good position. They just got to decide who they're going to uh, who they're going to resign because I think they have a lot of cap space and cap room. And I, and I think one of the questions is, are they going to resign Boogie? Yeah. Um, and that was going to be the next thing is like, what can the Lakers do to build upon what they have now? Because if you don't have a bubble, then that changes the dynamic of things um, as far as the experience of the game, right? And if you don't have a bubble, but then you still don't have fans in the building, that still changes some things. So what can they do to build upon what they have? Because now you're getting back some healthier teams that they didn't have to face last season. Well, the chemistry is there. I think LeBron recognizes the importance of team because he's always been a team first guy and he's definitely their leader. Um, you got older guys like Rondo who understands that the time is now. They're on the same page. You got a few people that, you know, you don't know if they're going to be there. You got even you even got Dwight Howard to buy in and he's been like a the opposite of a no-nonsense guy. He's been a nonsense guy like the last 10 years and he didn't have he had an uneventful season which is a great thing. Like he did he just came to play basketball. So it seems like they got veterans and they understand the bubble might have to happen again and if they have to go back, I think they're ready to work. So do you think Christy for me is like if they have a bubble, then they have a better chance of repeating. If they don't have a bubble, then I feel like we'll get I think either way we'll get more competitive basketball at least at the gate. Now, just how healthy everybody can stay, I'm not sure. But I think without the bubble, if, if things were under normal condition, I don't know that I see the Lakers repeat. So who do so you, you think, think the travel? You think the travel, and wh what would you think would be the difference between the bubble? Pretty much the grueling schedule on an older team having to travel might affect yep. the Lakers repeating. Yeah. Well, this is this is like a, um, the fan aspect of it as well. I think the fan aspect plays in because there's Lakers fans everywhere, and that and that's enough to power you through the games because people, a lot of ball players that I know, they always speak of, you know, the the crowd giving you a boost, and this being, right, I think Scotty Pippen. So, so if nobody's in the building, then you know what I mean. It's, it's essentially another bubble again. But and a lot of players didn't like that. A lot of players find reasons to complain about everything. I remember even um when the late speaking yeah. of the Lakers, even when um they went to the bubble, Rondo was complaining about the food, and it's like, mm -hmm. bro, you're getting paid millions of dollars to do the sport you love as a job in Disney World. Like, what is there really to complain about? You right. know what I mean? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it wasn't up to your normal accommodations, but it wasn't a normal situation. And I think the people that buy into like this isn't the norm and we still got to do what we got to do I think they're going to be successful and that's just that's sports that's life that's everything and I think the Lakers got a good team of winners and that one-two punch of Davis and James is kind of like unstoppable yeah the only thing you need is a, a three and D piece you know and that's where KCP came in and he struggled most of the playoffs until they got to the finals you know I think mm -hmm. maybe that Western Conference finals he found a little bit of rhythm and then he brought that into the finals but yeah, Everybody's he, forgetting that they still got Deion Waiters. Very and true. Gonna, I, I know that's one of your guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you think KCP sticks around, though, with the Lakers? Because I believe he's a free agent this year. KCP, I think he has a player option. I know a lot of people were saying KCP got um overpaid. So mm -hmm. I think he does stick around because who doesn't want to repeat? 
you know, I think the only time you leave a champion, and we've seen it in history, is if you feel like, okay, my championship demands more money. So now I can go somewhere else with a championship on my resume and get some more money. And I don't think that's the case with KCP being with Clutch, you know, being already, you know, under LeBron's agency, even though that's not his agency. I think he's I think he's smart enough to stay home. He'll probably make more money in LA than going anywhere else and get a chance to repeat. Well, let me rephrase it. Do you think the Lakers keep him? Because I don't feel like he's in a position to argue with. You know what I mean? I think he'll take less money. And if he agrees to take less money, I don't see why he wouldn't bring him back. I don't feel like he has a choice but to take less anywhere he goes. I think the two thing I think the two thing is really Kuz. Cause I think Kuz mm-hmm. is looking for a max deal and he definitely underperformed, especially in the bubble. Yeah. Um, but KCP has a player option. Most people don't opt out their play option unless he mm-hmm. feels like he's worth more than he's he's due eight million dollars. I don't think he's gonna I don't think he'll opt out. Okay. Okay. What about Rondo? Is he a there is there is a I think Rondo was signed on a one year deal. Mm-hmm. Um Rondo uh you got to see Rondo's mindset. He played with LeBron for a year. I think this was his third season. I might be wrong on that. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is his third season playing with Davis, Anthony Davis. And I think he really likes playing with Anthony Davis. Like, he sees the the potential Anthony Davis, and he knows how to bring it out. I don't see him going to another team unless they offer him, like, a coaching position in the future or some mm-hmm. crazy money he couldn't turn down. He's at the energy trying to secure a bag. I see him staying in L.A. and trying to repeat because he already did. This is his second championship. He already did what has never been done before. He won with the Lakers and the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why give up a chance to repeat? I think they're all in. I, and I think they see that. I think this year, if any year, is not the year to jump ship on most, most teams because if you do, you'll be going somewhere with, I don't want to say immeasurable odds, but you'll be stacking on the difficulty. If you jump ship right now, you're going to a team with a shorter training camp and a harder playing experience. And there was so many changes around the league that this might not be the year to to jump ship. This might be the year, even if you don't really like where you're at, to sign a deal. And if you're happy, why leave? True. Very true. Um, So then let me ask you this. Who do you think are maybe some of the teams that shape things up for the Lakers to stop them from being able to repeat? Well, everybody loves to say um, Golden State. Mm-hmm. The biggest piece, you know, a conversation has been, is Golden State going to sign Giannis? Is Giannis going to leave Milwaukee, give up mm-hmm. his max deal? I think he'll end up taking like 70, 80 million less to go play with Stephen Clay for, mm-hmm. and uh, Draymond to, for uh, probably $70 million less total. In a ring, because you know that damn near guarantees a ring. Even though he's no Kevin Durant, he because right. his jump shot is not there. His jump, his jump shot. The suspect on him is jump shot, but his athletic ability, his defense prowess, he shores them up. They don't need another jump shooter. They got two of the best jump shooters in the league. So with mm-hmm. Giannis, they become a juggernaut once again. But I think um, Giannis also saw what happened with Draymond and Kevin Durant. How you know Draymond basically went. I don't want to say crying. I wasn't there, but you know, he went after they <laughs> lost to LeBron after they blew that. He went and they said in the parking lot, he actually called Kevin Durant to come. Uh-huh. But then you, 
We didn't see that. That's all hearsay. I don't know if Draymond spoke on it. I think he did. I'm not sure. But we did see the on-court interaction. We did see it blow up after two championships. You know, that contract year, it got kind of thick because Draymond wanted more money. And Kev, you know, he's wondering if Kev's going to stay. And instead of just, you know, being cool about it, he kind of let it blow up on court, which was crazy. And it looked like, hey, this guy came. He got you guys over the hump because it looked like LeBron had finally figured you guys out and had your number. And he's Mm -hmm. one of the major pieces that came, even though you got rid of a few pieces, you added a few pieces here and there. He was a major thing that got you to that championship level where you dominated the finals. You didn't. It wasn't even really a competition those two years until mm-hmm. um, KD got hurt. But what if Giannis looks at that and says, you know what, I'd rather stay in Milwaukee, where he has an easier pass to the finals. The, East, mm-hmm. the Eastern Conference teams aren't better than them. He just mm-hmm. got to get a jump shot. I don't know what yeah. they're doing with the offseason. I heard he works pretty hard. I don't know what he's working on. Post moves is cool. He, if they're going to work him in the post, they need to get him with the dream. They need to get him with um, Elijah Wan because his footwork has to be better. If he's just going to bow through everybody, he has to get a mid-race jump shot for when the team stop him because when the playoffs come and the team can zero in on you and they're not worried, you're not playing the guys off a three and a four night or some kind of crazy thing where the other team didn't have rest or travel schedule nothing, when it's just one-on-one, he, lo- he looks small out there. He doesn't look like MVP quality, and he is. So that's one of the biggest factors is Giannis going to sign with Golden State and who is Golden State going to draft? And I think yeah, they have a lottery pick this next, year as well. Yeah, that was my next question. I think they, they definitely need to find a center um, and find some, you know, backup wing that it's good that they have Cray and Steph back, but it's like, okay, you got your trio back, but now you got to factor in your bench players and things like that. Adding in those key pieces so that you can become that threat to LeBron and AD with the Lakers. Um, so I don't know. And I think that Giannis, you know, that Giannis tip is a big factor in that. I don't know. Who else do you think you may see the Lakers trying to acquire? Bradley Bill is definitely on there. I heard a rumor about um, what's that guy from Toronto? De- uh, DeMar DeRozan. I heard a rumor about DeMar DeRozan maybe uh, yeah, being possibly connected in a trade for um, – mm-hmm. To the Lakers, I don't know if they really need him. He he would be a name. Uh, he, he, you know, maybe yeah, it'd be for him to get over the LeBron hump because they said LeBron has his number. But uh-huh. they saying it into them. He's from LA. He's an LA guy. And you could if you could trade DeRozan for Kuzma, that is a great trade. Even though Kuzma might be a better shooter, De- Demar definitely has a better mid range game and could get to the basket better. But uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know if I would do that trade. Kuzma might have more upside. I don't think Kuzma's hit the ceiling. I think, you know, with the blonde hair, when I saw Kuzma the blonde hair, I got worried. But I think yeah. after winning the championship, if he could just tone it down a little bit, tone down his outside, and get back to basketball, I think I keep Kuzma young. Kuzma's only twenty five, you know. Yeah. But I know the Lakers are winning now. LeBron is. He'll be thirty six next month. So I know the Lakers are winning now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah well, um, Rondo has a play option for two point six million. That was to go back to what we said before. Okay, right here. But yeah, I also heard that uh, I think Sergi Barker is on um, the Lakers radar to pick up now, two. That makes a lot of sense. If Dwight mm-hmm. doesn't want to resign, you know, Dwight is a free agent this year. If um Sergi Barker sees if he wants to win another one, you know, and he'll sign for the vet minimum or mid level exception, that makes a lot of sense. 
Um, as long as you're not giving up anything for him. Is he a free agent, sir? I believe he is. Because I think Dallas was talking about Dallas is not anybody. Yeah, he's a free agent. Because the Rockets were interested in him too, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, maybe they would just, maybe, whenever things go public, I always wonder because I wonder who it tips the leverage in. Is it his agent releasing that? You know what I mean? Right. To kind of pressure a team into doing it? Or is it the team releasing that to kind of put the fan pressure on Surge? You know, I always right. wonder when things go public because you kind of lose leverage that way. One way, one side definitely loses leverage once it goes public. Um. I guess they, you never know. They could have went public saying they're interested in Surge to kind of remind Dwight that, hey, you did you did great for us this year, but you're not the only one that could do what you did. Mm-hmm. You know, and Surge can shoot. He stretches the floor. Okay. Yep. Um, let me ask you this now, since we're on the West and then we're going to talk about the East a little bit. Um, okay. Carmelo, where do you think he goes? Is he staying with Portland or is I he think- on the move again? I think Carmelo, I was watching that, uh, he has a podcast, and I've, mm-hmm. I've listened to Carmelo talk a little bit, and I'm always, I've always been a Carmelo fan early in his career. Social media wasn't as big as it is now. He definitely wasn't doing podcasts. He was more like an on-the-court figure. He wasn't as public mm-hmm. as his counterparts like Dwayne Wade or LeBron James. Right. But I think Melo stays in Portland. I think Melo likes being appreciated. I think Dame mm-hmm. appreciates Melo. Remember those games Dame was out, Melo stepped up. I yeah. think Melo likes not having the pressure of having to be a 30-point-a-night player. Right. Melo likes – I think Melo still wants the ball where it's, like, meaningful basketball, but he doesn't want to be the goal guy anymore. I think he finally got that out of the system, which could be great for him. Mm-hmm. Th- you need a 3-and-D guy, Melo. Some people criticize Melo's defense. But I've always seen him D up star players and hold his own. You know, it wasn't those. I've never seen a situation where Melo had 30 and his guy had 50. I've never seen it. Normally, if Melo was guarding a top player, because a lot of times Melo would match up with their top player, LeBron. I've seen him guard Kobe, you know, mm-hmm. which speaks to volumes. Mellow, it would kind of be an even match. He kind of cancel out what they would do, but the other attributes were clowning. But Mellow hit the boards and stuff like that, and that's what you always worry about, Mellow. But I think with the Portland Trailblazers, he kind of gets his role. You got to see how he plays alongside Nurkic, because Nurkic wasn't there for most of the um time that Mellow got, and that's the real reason they brought him mm-hmm. in. But I think he's found a home. I think he realized he's only had like two or three years to play, and I left to play. He might have more than that with this new NBA. But he has like two or three more years he has to play. I think Portland is comfortable for him where the media scrutiny isn't there and he can contend. You know, they lost to LA this year. And Damon, yeah. he, he spoke so highly of Dame in his podcast I just watched. He spoke so highly of Dame. He's like, I never yeah. played. He's like, I played with AI. This is what Melo said. He said, I played with AI. You know, AI was like later in his career. He wasn't done. But I've never played with anybody that could shoot from half court. Right. And I, I legit agree that you know you have to you have to guard Dame ninety four feet, and I mm-hmm. think that helps Melo's game. So why would he go somewhere else? Where you know when he was in Houston, yeah, he played alongside a star, but that star wanted the ball, and him and Chris Paul wasn't getting along. When he was in OKC, yeah, he played along a star, 
But that star was ball dominant, and by the time Melo got the ball, the shot clock was down, and he was still being doubled because that star, you didn't have to respect their jump shots. But Dame, you got to guard him 94 feet, triple, double team, and that leaves Melo with better shot selection. Why would he leave? Yep. You took the cake right there with that one. Um, but, oh, okay, another West question. What happens with Russell Westbrook? Because today we get reports that, you know, he wants to be traded. Um. Where could you see Westbrook going? Because for me, some people were saying, okay, he's going to try to go to the Clippers. And I'm like, I don't feel that Russ can coexist with another star. Like, it just hasn't worked his whole career. It hasn't worked. So where can you see Russ ending up? Um, It depends on two things. The role. Well, it depends on three things. Westbrook's uh, – it depends on the role Russell Westbrook is willing to play. It also depends on what team, what team, what team decides they need Russell Westbrook to play that role, mm-hmm. you know, because he's 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 definitely I don't want to say run one dimensional, but he'll definitely have a triple double and a twenty point blowout, which has mm-hmm. been a Twitter joke for like three days now. <laughs> so what happens is you get a guy that's a great ball player, but he's not a great team ball player. He doesn't make right. the other people on the team better, and right. he is a leader. But then he's so much of a leader. You've seen him like kind of clash, not physically where they were fighting. It wasn't fist fights that we know of with him and mm-hmm. um, Harden. But you saw that he's so much of a leader. He couldn't defer when he wasn't when he wasn't in command with the ball. He just looked like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm out here. He wasn't as effective. Yeah. You know, they tried to alternate sides and things like that, and it just didn't look like good basketball. So Westbrook needs Westbrook needs a certain system. And he also has to buy into a system, and a team has to buy into one of them. You can't bring Westbrook here and say, hey, we do this. Can you adjust? It's not going to work. He's 32 years old. He just turned 32 today, actually. Happy birthday, uh, Russ. But it ha- yeah. And then he's also making $41 million this year. Right. So you got to figure out, like, where cap-wise can he fit? Say you have the right team. It's not like a Chris Paul situation. You could plug Chris Paul into any team besides the cap situation. You could plug him into any team and it works. The team gets better. You plug Westbrook into a situation and he's not ball dominant and he doesn't have the three and D guys around him or the, the guys that catch and shoot or the guys that crash the board. It totally throws off a team. Maybe Philly. I would I would trade Ben Simmons for Westbrook. I would because Philly's going to win now because Embiid is always hurt. I would trade yeah. for, um, Simmons for Westbrook. I would definitely trade him for that. I Maybe. Think he, would be a, he would be a good leader over there, actually. But everybody keeps saying him and Embiid don't get along. Well, yeah. But I would definitely trade. I would if I was Dalmore, I'd trade West because you're not getting Harden out of here. I don't think I don't think the Rockets are willing to give up anything for Harden. They should. Nah, you know, he's gonna be there. Yeah, he's, he's their guy. There. He sells the tickets. He's bought into the system. He's their guy yeah. for at least another three years until it's time to get rid of him. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out for us. He just signed that big deal, which I didn't understand. I thought I thought Houston did OKC a favor because here you are, OKC. You stuck with Russ. You're not winning. Like, Russ wouldn't have got them in the playoffs. He wouldn't develop the young guys like Chris Paul did. If they did make the playoffs, it might have, no, you know, not bearing injury or something, but Russ is not that type of player. So you would have had another, you know, mediocre season with one star 
And but then you pull that deal off, and I was like, man, do they realize what, how much money this dude is guaranteed? He's almost unmovable. Who else do you get besides another piece somebody doesn't want, like a John Wall or something like that? And you don't really have that many players that could play besides Harden. Yep. Well, moving on to the East, what are your Brooklyn Knicks going to do with this um, coaching situation? And then you got a healthy Kevin Durant coming back. You got a healthy Kyrie coming back. And they made the playoffs without both of those players. But now that you get them back, this is going to shake some stuff up. And then we don't know what Steve Nash brings to the table as far as coaching the team. So what do you look for Brooklyn to do this season? Well, it's the East. So mm -hmm. um, with Kevin Durant, you at least expect playoffs. You don't expect yeah. you don't expect them to not make the playoffs. A healthy Kevin Durant is enough by itself to make the playoffs in the East. This is the mm -hmm. East. You yep. don't even have to. You're not going to. You're not going to contend. You can play hard when it when the thing turn when the lights turn on and maybe make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. The East is wide open until Giannis gets a jump shot. But Kevin Durant <laughs> is the name. Of, you can't name a better player than him in the East right. besides Giannis. No, but when it comes to meaningful basketball, Giannis hasn't proven himself. You know, you saw Kawhi go over there and steal that championship, and I right. I kind of feel like Durant can do the same thing, and that's why he got that money he did. The um yep. the Nets aren't returning that many players. Uh Wilson Chandler's not coming back. Well, they actually are returning that many players, but two key additions aren't there. Joe Harris and Wilson Chandler. Wilson Chandler had a little incident last year. He's also 33 years old where he wasn't there the whole season. Joe Harris, mm -hmm. outstanding, you know, surprising star for him. For whatever reason, he's not coming back. Well, he's not signed yet. He's a free agent. He's a free agent, yeah. yeah. He's not signed yet. The season's you're going to see a lot of signings after this draft. I guess that's what mm -hmm. teams are waiting for to see what – or maybe before the draft you see a lot of signing trades. Around this draft time, you're going to see things get shaken up in the league. I don't know what teams are waiting for. I don't know if the rules change because the season went on. And, you know, normally that free agent period is in July. I don't know if that changed anything. I haven't really researched that. But DeAndre Jordan is also there. He's mm -hmm. actually there to 22-23. And I would like to see him. He's at 32 years old. He'll probably finish career here. I would like to see him play some meaningful basketball and say, yo, it's now or never. He's he's mm -hmm. a star. He's an all-star. We've seen him, I think, in two or three all-star team, um, teams. He, he would work better with a Chris Paul more than he would a Kyrie Irving, but you're not going to make that trade. You just got to get Kyrie to buy into the team. Got to understand, Kyrie, we don't need you dribbling out the shot clock, making last wild minute shot. You got to get that ball moving. The, the the better the ball moves for them, the better they'll play, the better they'll be in the standings, and the better they'll contend in the East. The East is wide open, though. I'm looking at their roster. They, nothing, nothing. Spencer Denwoody, outstanding mm -hmm. guy. Um, you don't know what, what he's how he's gonna play alongside Kyrie. You didn't see them very much this season. He actually his right. numbers actually went up when Kyrie went out. So Karis Levert stepped up. All these guys stepped up and under a different coach with a different system. You have no mm -hmm. idea what Steve Nash is going to run. Yes, he yep. was a great point guard. Yes, he moved the ball, 26 games. I remember all of this. But as a coach, he's not going to be – we've seen that with Jason Kidd. He's going to be He's going to be pulling the strings, not controlling the strings. So Kyrie has to buy into Steve Nash's playing ability. And I can see Kyrie challenging St Steve Nash because he has a ring. I didn't understand this hiring. I thought that the Nets needed somebody that was more defensive-minded and mm -hmm. somebody that could speak to the stars. 
It would have been perfect if the Nets had to sign Doc. That would have been great. But for yeah. whatever reason, they didn't. Or maybe they signed Nash before Doc was even available. But to go with a first-year coach, I'm thinking and thinking, this is Golden State. And that's a total different scenario. Steve Kerr took off a ramped-up team that had already bought into defense, that was already working the same scheme. Maybe he – because Steve Kerr hired a great assistant coaching staff. Maybe he made a few tweaks in there, but he's pretty much running – Mark Jackson's offense and defense with Mark Jackson's players, you know? And then you added, you got Draymond to step up and play incredible. And you got a lot, remember they had a lot of role players, just so much different than what they have in um, in Brooklyn and the capabilities they have in Brooklyn, you know? But with that said, sometimes different is better. And I'm pretty interested to see what Steve Nash doing. I don't know if there's going to be any games this year. I try to see one game a year, but, um, just see Kyrie as that question mark. He thinks the earth is flat. I don't know if he <laughs> – and I'm saying that as a joke, but I'm just saying that to highlight. He's a – he's not the – he's not a conventional – yeah, yeah, he's not a – yeah, he's not a conventional person. A conventional methods don't, you know, define him. So is he going to buy in? And we've seen Kyrie be ball dominant. We've only seen him defer to LeBron, and then that bothered him. So we've seen it not work in Boston for the same reason. He had stars around him, and he, and he had to be the guy. And he kind of dimmed a few people's lights, you know. So we're going to see how this goes this year. No more excuses, 72 games. Let's see what the, the Nets can do. They, You know, I think they got to show up that team. You don't know if they're bringing out Jamal Crawford. I'm also interested, um, interest, interested in, in Jared Allen. This kid mm-hmm. had some big blocks last year. He stepped up. He's a fan favorite with the fro. I'm interested to see. He got a lot of playing time with DeAndre Jordan being hurt. I'm interested to see if having DeAndre Jordan on the roster has, like, a effect with him where some he, he teaches some trick of the trade. I know he's not athletic as DeAndre Jordan, but maybe mm-hmm. he can pick up some ones and twos. But other than that, I don't see the Nets doing much more than maybe third in the East because Philly is the team to beat with Doc as a coach, and then you know they're going to make some moves. And then, yeah. you know, Giannis should be number one because they got a superb team around him. But then the playoffs come, and being the third seed might benefit you. Maybe not. It yep. depends on that playoff lineup also. Because it's yep. like if you see Giannis in the second round, you're guaranteed to win. So it's very, it's very different. The East Coast you're is wide open. Well, hey, prove me wrong. <laughs> you know, tell Giannis, <laughs> shoot up hard. and prove me wrong. All right. Well. I didn't tell that man to forget his jump shot in Greece. That man hey. came to America and said, I'm just going to play bully ball. And Shaq was the last one to do that successfully, and he always had shooters. So either Giannis has to become a better passer or get a game, uh, um, get a uh, jump shot. Giannis can hit the three consistently. Giannis become a 40% three-point shooter. It's over. Giannis, Giannis, Giannis can a mid-range jump shot. It's over. What, Giannis yeah. develops some footwork. It's over. You know, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what he's been doing in, in this short off season. We'll see. He's I'm seen his brother win the championship. Hopefully, that motivates him to you know <laughs> step it up. Not to say his brother was the MVP, but you know my brother won a championship, and they seem to have a healthy competition, a healthy morale, and and um they don't seem to be sibling rivalries. You know, they seem mm-hmm. to be like. We got each other with all us together. Because, you know, they're in the, they were in the oh, yeah, military yeah. in Greece and stuff like that. And yeah. they still defer to their bigger brother, you know. I just seem like that championship coming to them uh, made them over, hey, I want one. 
You got two MVPs, all-star noms, and all that other stuff. Go get you a chip, man. I would love to right. see him do it. Especially in a small market like Milwaukee. That that would be a game changer. Yep. Well, we will see here coming up soon, December 22nd. is the NBA start date. Um, so, yeah, anything else you want to add as far as whether or not the Lakers can repeat before we get out of here? I think if I'm the Lakers, I look hard on this. Joe Harris is a free agent. The Lakers mm-hmm. will love him. You know, I'm a Nets guy, and I'm sorry, but why play meaningless <laughs> basketball? Go get you a chip. The Lakers will love a guy like Joe Harris. He's old enough to raise the vet. He's 29 years old. They got a little bit of money. Or try to figure out a way to pull up that Bradley Bill deal. Um, and I hope, I hope and I pray that the champ cheese is working out right now. And Philly's pride is going to show up in L.A. And, you know, quiet the doubters because, yeah, he got a championship this year. But it's still that doubt because he wasn't healthy the whole season. And then he had that edible incident on the, air, um, on the airplane. I would love to see him shine as a Laker. Maybe a starter. I don't know what he needs to do. Because even when he came off the bench, like, he still was effective. So I would love to see him come out, amaze everybody, 15 points a game, because that's all they really need. Whenever LeBron yeah. and K, uh, AD combined for, uh, I think it was at 70 or 80, that's a mm-hmm. guaranteed win, or 60, something like that. So 15 points from somewhere else, and that's that's pretty much all they need. And I would love I would love to see Deion Waiters step up into that role that I feel like he's, he's good for, and he's old enough now for. Yeah. And then maybe don't bring Jr. back. Yeah, it his... might be time to pass on Jr. It might. Yeah, I don't need his calamity. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. But um, that's all I have for this episode of Hot Take Season. Y'all hit us up and let you, let us know what y'all think. Uh, can the Lakers repeat or not? And uh, we'll talk about that again sometime soon. Looking forward to this NBA season um, and seeing how everything plays out with that. Again, Got the draft for- in a week. Yes, draft is in a week and then free agency two, like, two days later. So that's going to get pretty spicy. But um, thanks again for tuning in to Hot Take Season. Thank you, Pop, for joining in with me. I look forward for to doing me. this again. Yeah, yeah, we got to do this again. Um, all right, y'all be blessed. Peace.